This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelore. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts, we're going to uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image, I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks. Hey, Raw Beauty crew. How is everyone doing out there? I'm just going to start there. I'm just going to start there today. It is October as I'm recording this. However, today's episode is one that I recorded at the very beginning of the year. It is the most downloaded episode of the year. And so I wanted to bring it back. I don't often recycle episodes, but this week has been a bit of a doozy for me, if I'm being completely honest. I was going to keep it high today because <laughs> what I love most is to show up and bring energy and inspiration and tools to support you in feeling your absolute best. And so in order to do that, I like to keep my vibe high and this is why I'm, you know, doing all the work behind the scenes with meditation and movement and nourishing my body and listening to voices that uplift me because I know when I am operating at my best, I am most able to support you in doing the same. But this podcast is called Raw Beauty Talks and authenticity is a core value of mine and uh, I'm showing up here today and kind of have been a bit rocked this week, to be honest. Somebody very close to me and my family uh, spent the whole week in the hospital. There was, I guess, like all the puzzle pieces when they put them together, uh, when they looked at these scans that were done and stuff, it was looking not good, not good at all. And so my whole week has been operating in fight flight, survival mode, and hours and hours at the hospital. <laughs> so I came out of this little bubble, you know, we're coming out the other side here. And <laughs> it's like, you just pop out of this hole that you've been in and blink, blink into the light. And I'm looking around and it feels a little like the global community around us is crumbling. There's just a lot of heaviness. And to top it all off, it is dark and pouring rain in Vancouver today. So my husband was like, you seem a little down right now. And I was like, I, I feel that way. I feel that way. I feel as though I have been through the ringer and a little low. This is life though. Life is highs and lows. You know, you come off of the one of the biggest highs of the year, hosting the retreat. I came back with a glow. I came back all lit up. I came back inspired and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> Life has firmly placed my bottom back down on the ground. Anyways, so we don't have a new episode. All of this to say, we don't have a new episode this week. I got on to record with the amazing Susie Holman on Thursday last week. 
and immediately proceeded to burst into tears and was like, you know, I'm I'm here to record this episode and to interview you, and I'm so excited for that. But my whole heart <laughs> and mind is with somebody else right now in a completely different space. And she was like, oh my gosh, Erin, I showed up to do this interview. I have COVID, but I didn't want to cancel on you again. So I'm here. We are not meant to do this interview today. Like, what are we both doing here right now? We need to just ease into the feminine and ease into that energy of not pushing harder, but actually trying, not trying harder, but trying softer right now. And so we had a chat. It turns out that Susie was a nurse in oncology for 10 years. So we had a great chat and, you know, that conversation was beautiful and held me exactly where uh, it was needed in that moment. And then I got off and was like, okay, well, I still need a podcast episode for next week. And so I went back to the archives and, you know, this episode that has been downloaded so many times really stood out in this moment because oftentimes when we are going through a difficult time, and now I'm referring more to what's happening on a global scale, that anxiety that is induced can stir up old thought patterns. It can stir up a need to control what we feel we can control. And for a lot of women, that is food and our body. So you may be noticing that your body image isn't as great right now. And you may be noticing thought patterns of self-doubt or fear-based patterns popping up again. So I wanted to take a moment to push refresh essentially (laughs) on 10 of the top things that you can do when you aren't feeling great in your body. And just a reminder that oftentimes when these body image thoughts are coming up, it's because we aren't feeling great in our body. And I mean, you may be thinking, well, duh, that's so obvious. But when we sink below the thoughts, what's going on in the physical body is imbalance and irregularity and a frayed nervous system. So if we can tend to our physical body and if we can really lean into self-care and get those systems operating from a healthier, more robust place, then the thinking minds and the thought patterns that are cycling through our brain will start to settle as well. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about body image and some tools to support you in embodying more self-love. I also have a free handout for you called 55 Ways to Feel Better in Your Body. And these are 55 simple little ways that you can start making small adjustments to feel better in your body. I want to remind you that our struggle with body image is not our fault, right? We've been just told over and over and over again that our body should look different than it is, that we shouldn't age, that we should be of a certain size, that cellulite is evil and something to be removed, that our wrinkles are something to be feared. And so these messages have a toll. They impact us. And if you are struggling with your own body image, I want you to remember it's not your fault. You've been taught to not like yourself. But here's the thing. Nobody else is coming 
to save us. No one else is coming to start to shift the beliefs that we carry about ourselves, to change the way that we see ourselves in the mirror. That is the work that we must do. And if we continue to think the same thoughts and act in the same way and ruminate in the same core beliefs and we don't do anything to change it, we can only expect that tomorrow is going to feel the exact same as today. So while it's not your fault, it is your responsibility to take control of your life and to start taking loving, kind, compassionate steps to feel better in your own body. And you may be like, well, you know, there are more important things right now than me feeling good in my body. And is it really worth doing this work to have a better body image? And here's what I will say. When we are struggling with our relationship with food and our body, it takes up an exorbitant amount of mental capacity and energy. And you know that. And we need women right now in particular, men and women, but we need strong ass women right now. We need women who are confident, standing in their power, able to use their voice, able to use their brains to their full capacity in order to help us move through some of the darkness that we're experiencing in the world right now. There's that saying, when they swing low, we go high, or when we go, when they go low, we go high, right? I don't even know if that's the saying, but you get the gist. When things get dark out there, we have to stay light. We have to shine brighter. We have to turn up the dial on our self-care, turn up the dial on our self-love because it becomes our superpower and it allows us to stand in our strength. So don't for a minute let anyone tell you that it's fluffy or who really cares or just slough it off or just you know work harder, push through it, whatever it is. No, 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 no. That is not the way. Let's talk about some tangible steps that you can take right now. I'll be taking them right alongside you. I'm actually slowing down this week, really just going to focus in on family and on self-care myself. And I'm going to trust that in doing that, the energy, the light, the inspiration, that all of that will come back. And you know, when I'm operating in that space, I'm unstoppable and you are too. So, Get the handout, click the link down in the show notes right now. Do it before you forget. Click that link, get the handout, 55 ways to feel better in your body. I want you to print this out and I want you to pick one thing, one step that you are taking. And remember that you're taking this step for yourself and you're taking it for every other woman in the world. And then grab your favorite drink and let's dive in to today's episode. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals for a second. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that really don't help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversation, and Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teachings so you're ready to practice what you learned in the real world. If you're heading to another country, 
country anytime soon, start using Babbel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash raw beauty talks. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but also shield your locks from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestsellers, the Glossing Detangler and the Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. They're your hair's new best friend. For a limited time, you get 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use the code RAWBEAUTYTALKS at checkout. Lolavie is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness, no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten, and of course, cruelty-free and vegan. That's 15% off your order at lolavie.com with promo code RAWBEAUTYTALKS. You can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Tell them I sent you over. I think I just want to start this episode off by reminding you that if you're in it right now with your body image, with anxiety, depression, with your relationship with food, I was reading another email from somebody today who's in a season of miscarriage and uh, struggling with her body as she goes through that. So, you know, whatever season you're in right now, it is going to get better. It's not always going to feel this way. It's one of the beautiful things about life is that everything is impermanent and you're not alone when you're in it, even though it feels so lonely sometimes. So keep going, keep taking steps forward, keep talking and sharing your experience with it. It is valid. Whatever you're experiencing right now is real, but it's not forever. There are a lot of, on another note, (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. First of all, I have to set the scene as to what's happening over here. It is 11 p.m. I just looked at my schedule for tomorrow and realized there's not a lick of time to record this tomorrow. So I took a deep breath and (laughs) actually I'm so happy that I'm doing this right now. I'm in sweaty workout gear and then I've put my bathrobe over that because I was cold. I have a tea. I have my notes and the kids are sleeping. Scott's downstairs, like doing a bike ride. He's training for Ironman right now. And for whatever reason, he loves to train at night. So he's down there sweating his face off. It's 11 p.m. We're such a strange couple. Anyways, that's the scene. There are lots of fun things happening right now. We just opened the doors to the next Raw Beauty Reset, which is starting on Tuesday, January 31st. Our weekly calls will be on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. PST. So excited to have Susie Evans on board for this. I'm talking to a number of other people right now. This reset is going to be off the hook. We're adding so many new little lessons and segments to just make the work that much stronger. And after three years of teaching this, I just feel like we're in a rhythm. I know what I'm doing here. You are in safe hands. We're going to build the most incredible community and everyone is just going to bring their energy to support one another and to 
create a better relationship with food and your body. And what's exciting about this is that when that piece starts to flow and when there's ease around that, everything else in life just expands tenfold. It's like all of a sudden your relationships start feeling better. Your career feels better because you're able to put more time and energy and thought into it and you're not held back by these food and body image thoughts. I mean, just literally every single aspect of your life is elevated when this is no longer a problem. That's what excites me. It's not necessarily like doing the hard work around all of this. It's what you will get on the other side, what you will experience, how much brighter your life will be. So the reset's starting soon. I'm going to link to that down below, but we're not talking about that in this episode. Oh, the other thing that I'm just praying, pray with me that it's all going to come together because I'm so excited about this. We're planning our first raw beauty self-care retreat in Greece and it is going to be incredible. I'm just working on the contract, knocking on wood here as I talk about this, but it is this insanely beautiful five-star resort right on the water. We're going to have farm-to-table foods. We're going to go out dancing one night, but mostly it's going to be meditation, yoga, tons of time to sit by the pool, tons of time to like swim in the ocean and go exploring and connect with other women. But we're also going to get into it and do a little, you know, supportive work together while we're down there. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Make sure you're signed up for our newsletter. If you're interested in that, there will only be 15 spots. And I know that there are already a lot of people who are interested in joining us for this. So make sure you're on the newsletter list. That group will get the information about that first. Okay, enough blabbing on. Let's get to the meat of things. Let's dive in. I wanted to talk a little bit about bad body image days, negative body image days, It's something that we touch on a lot in the show, but we haven't really for the last few months. And I haven't done one episode where I really dive in and share, you know, a list of practical tips and tools that you can use to support yourself through those days or weeks or seasons. So whether you're struggling with body image right now because you're in a specific season, you know, maybe your body's changing As you become a mother, or maybe, as I mentioned before, you're in a season of miscarriage, maybe your body is aging or hormonally you're going through something and you've gained weight or you've lost weight. Perhaps you're grieving and you're noticing body image thoughts are really bubbling to the surface. Whatever is going on for you, whether these thoughts are something that pop in every once in a while or you're noticing them every day, this episode is for you. I have been there and experienced debilitating, horrible body image that prevented me from doing so many things in life, you know, from saying yes to adventures with friends, to putting myself out there in relationships, to just, I mean, when you wake up or you negative body image is triggered, it's like a dark cloud falls over you. It's like your mood just drops. Everything feels darker. It feels more blah, unmotivated. It's like a depression. At least that was my experience. And you can feel really hopeless. Like you're just stuck with this body that you can't seem to get on the same page with. And it's really hard. So I want to share some tools and tips because that's certainly not the way I feel about my body now. And I would love to support you in feeling even one degree better about your own body. What I will say is that today, my experience in my body 
which is different than every other woman's experience in their own body. But my personal experience is that I don't necessarily love my body or like look at it and think, wow, you're perfect. This is like this amazing tool. Erin, you're a goddess. Like that's not what I think when I look in the mirror. I would say that my body image is really neutral. So I look at my body if I'm, you know, passing by in the mirror and sometimes I'm like, damn, I look good. Most of the time I'm like (laughs) in a house coat with my hair in a messy bun running around. And I guess what it is, is that I just don't care as much anymore. I don't derive my worth from my body and I don't get hooked into the body image thoughts and pulled down into them as much anymore. So we would describe this as having more of a neutral body image where it's just not impacting my day-to-day. I also feel a lot of gratitude for my body. I will say that. I feel grateful for the amount that my body does for me without me even having to think about it. The fact that my heart's beating and pumping blood throughout my whole body, that my legs can carry me, that my body grew these babies, that it allows me to do this work that I'm so passionate about. I have a lot of gratitude for this body and I I respect it. I want to care for it now. So I think that's where I stand in regards to body image. I don't think you have to love your body every single day. I don't think you have to feel like Beyonce when you wake up in the morning and feel like there's just these rays of light beaming down on you and that you are perfect 24-7. I just don't know if that's realistic. But what I would like you to get to is a place where you feel respect for your body, gratitude for your body and where your body is just playing more of a b-roll in your life it's not the primary focus so let's talk a little bit about how we get to that space first of all we cannot dive into this without acknowledging the fact that from the time we're very little in this society and culture that we live in we are told that our body is our most prized possession, that our body is where our value lies, that our looks and our appearance is what is most important, and that it is necessary to look a certain way in order to receive love, in order to feel connected, in order to be enough. So if you're struggling with your body image, I just want to remind you that it is not your fault. You weren't born into this world naturally despising yourself or picking yourself apart, or feeling like every part of you is wrong. That is something that we have been taught to do. And therefore, we can unlearn it, or we can work towards unlearning it. But it is challenging, because those messages are still all around. And those same messages impacted the way that our parents were raised, and the way that our mothers saw their own bodies. And those messages were then passed down to us. So these messages run deep, And we're still receiving them all the time. So this isn't easy work, but it's important work. When your body starts to play more of that B role in your life instead of the lead role or the starring role, it allows you to focus on other things that we know support happiness in a real way. You know, even people who feel amazing in their bodies, who have perhaps worked really hard to hit this stereotypical form of beauty... They're in a tricky spot because (laughs) what the beauty standard tells us is that as we age, we lose value. And so everyone is aging. We're like, nobody can get past that. 
let's dive into some strategies and some tips, okay? So the first thing that I want to mention is it's more of a simple one, but it's complicated for women. It comes up in almost every single one of the calls. Wear clothing that actually fits your body now, not clothing that will fit your body when you lose the weight or that you wish fit you. Clothing is meant to fit your body, not the other way around. And your body is going to change many times over the course of your life, from the time you were a baby to the time you were a child to the time you were a teenager, when you had children, as you were aging. I mean, our body is constantly evolving. When a baby grows into a toddler or a toddler grows into a child, we don't shame them for that. We don't wonder, why is my body changing? We just accept the the body changing is part of growing and evolving. And yet when somebody becomes an adult, basically when we stop growing in height, we expect that the rest of our body will stay as it was, you know, as a 19-year-old. That's not realistic. That's just not real life. Your body is going to change. So when you're wearing clothes that don't actually fit, it's incredibly triggering. And I know we can cling to wanting to just wait until we lose the weight to fit back in those other clothes. But I would highly recommend getting at least one or two things that you know that you can feel great in and that actually fit you. Grab a pair of jeans, grab another pair of pants that you can wear to work, and a couple of tops that feel really comfortable and that you feel great in right now. Trust me, I promise this is a game changer in and of itself. All right, the second thing is to put away the scale. The scale is like one of the top five triggers that throw women off in regards to the way that they feel in their body. The scale provides an external number that weighs the mass of our fat and muscles and hair and bones. It cannot tell you whether or not you are healthy. It cannot tell you whether or not you are working on building a healthier relationship with food in your body. It can't tell if you've been in a period of grief. It can't tell if you're carrying a baby. It could go on and on, but you get the point. It is just measuring the mass of your body. So it has no idea what else is going on in your life. And the trouble with the scale is that we look at that number, that number that is external to us, and we use it to guide our choices around food and moving our body, which then pulls us away from the internal cues that we have that tell us when we are hungry and when we are full and when we are sad and when we are happy and when we need fuel, when we need water, when we need something sweet. It pulls us away from all of those cues and we detach from them. We stop listening to them. And then those cues stop firing. They stop working, which is when shit gets really confusing for a lot of people. So one of the first things I always recommend for people is to put the scale away so that they can start tuning back into the messages that their body is giving them and using those as a guide instead. Like how often have you stepped on the scale and felt triggered? How often was it a bad day simply because you stepped on the scale and saw a certain number? Stop doing that to yourself. Just stop it right now. Put it away. If you, have, if you live with someone, your roommate or whoever, get them to hide it or just chuck it in the garbage. You can always go back and buy another one. You can always pull it out. But try this for a month. Just try not weighing yourself for one month and see how you feel at the end of it. Okay? Deal? Go do that now. Go put it away. That's got to happen today. No waiting around. No final weigh-ins, just do it. Just put it away, okay? Done. A pattern that I noticed, and I first noticed this within myself, but now I see it all the time, 
is that bad body image days, negative body image days often happen in correlation with periods of time where self-care has left the building. So maybe you had a deadline at work and you were on your computer tons, you weren't moving your body or getting outside for fresh air, your sleep had gone to crap, you're eating crappy foods and not nourishing your body in any way. And voila, go figure, a week later, you have negative body image thoughts. You feel in the pits about your body. In those moments, it's not even that our body has changed so much. I think the biochemistry within our body starts to trigger these thoughts within us. We feel crappy and we relate crappiness to the way that our body is looking, but it's not really about that. If we reverse engineer things and you know get back onto a sleep schedule, create space for movement in ways that really feels supportive, nourish ourselves with foods that are fueling us in a really beautiful way, I can guarantee you that your body image will start to improve. When you're in bad body image season, hour, it's never for an hour, let's be honest here, day or week, I know you can feel really blah and it can feel ugh and hard to get into any of this stuff, like hard to really get the wheels turning. So what I would recommend first and foremost is get yourself to a grocery store, get a bunch of colorful fruits and vegetables, chop up some veggies, get them into a Tupperware, get some raspberries and strawberries and fresh apples and some bananas, grab some peanut butter, grab some whole wheat toast, and just start to integrate some of these more nourishing foods. And then I want you to go for a walk. Just go for a walk, 10 minutes, get outside, breathe in that fresh air, bring your mind into the moment, notice the leaves on the trees, notice if there's any animals flitting and floating around, say hi to your neighbor, maybe try and make eye contact with somebody, get the blood pumping through your veins, get your heart beating a little bit, get your mind outside of that teeny tiny world that you've become all consumed by, by getting outside and walking. Just doing those little things is going to make such a big improvement in the way that you feel in your body. All right, so we're going for a walk and we're going to the grocery store and just getting the basics and we'll start there. But allowing space for self-care is such a game changer. The other thing that I noticed was really triggering to my body image back in my 20s was when I would have like big nights out and I had been drinking. The next day, at the time, my anxiety was so focused around food in my body, but it would be worse than ever. So peeling back the alcohol a little bit, if that's something that you're diving into, can also be really beneficial. The next thing is to remember that you are not your thoughts. So these body image thoughts that are coming up and even the feelings that you're experiencing, they're not you. You are the part or the piece that is able to observe those things. So these are chemical reactions that are happening that are driving emotions in the body, or it can be the other way around. Your fight flight system is turned on and that's triggering these negative body image thoughts or feelings of not being enough. All of that is happening, but you, the soul, the being is deep underneath all of those layers. So when you're in this space, if you can see if you can almost imagine yourself zooming out 
and watching yourself like you would watch a movie. Noticing what's going on. Like literally imagine yourself sitting up in the corner in a ceiling, like a little security camera, and just observing and watching what's happening. Noticing how inward you're going, how, how much frustration there is. Noticing the thoughts and the emotions that are there. And just this little exercise of zooming out and observing yourself is going to allow you to separate from these big feelings and these thoughts that can feel really heavy and that can pull us down. And from there, that all-knowing self, that more calm and rational and grounded part of you can make decisions about what thoughts to allow in, what thoughts to allow to drift past, what actions that you want to take. You know, are you going to continue to isolate yourself? Are you going to continue to punish yourself? Are you going to go in the kitchen and eat your feelings away? Hey, if you do all of those things, I've totally done them too. It's all good. But just practice this. Just practice zooming out from where you are and watching like you're watching a film and just noticing. The other thing that's very challenging to do, but so powerful, is to share your experience with negative body image with somebody that you love and trust. Oftentimes, we feel a lot of shame around our body and around the way that we look. And then we also feel shame about the fact that we feel shame. So we feel like, damn, I shouldn't feel this way. I know I should love myself. I hear this all the time. People will always start a sentence saying, I know I shouldn't feel this way, but I'm like not happy with my body. I'm really struggling right now. When you share your shame with somebody else, it's like shining a giant light in an area of shadow. And all of a sudden we realize that that darker space isn't so scary. It kills the shame. It shrinks the shame that we feel. So if you are able to talk to a friend or a family member that you love and trust and that will be able to meet you with compassion, I would highly recommend jumping over that fear that's there and sharing the things that you feel most shameful about with somebody else. You could also talk to a therapist or I'm always here as a coach. This is the area that I have dedicated my practice to and my life to. So I'm always, always here for these conversations. And I just want to remind you that you are not alone. These are things that I have felt as well. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. It is not your fault. It is not your fault. It is not your fault that you feel these ways. And it doesn't have to continue feeling this way. So share your shame, share your experience with somebody else. The next one is to be critical about the messages that you see in media, you know, to really think about and be mindful about what it is that you are consuming. If you're really struggling with body image, I would highly recommend taking a break from social media, delete the apps off your phone. You don't have to delete the account, but just get it off of your feed and give yourself a second to recalibrate. You can bring it back on in a minute, but when you're so highly triggered, we just want to reduce the inflammation a little bit. I also want to remind you that while so many people feel like social media is the devil and evil, you are actually the curator of your feed. It's kind of cool. Back in the day, I used to get magazines delivered to my house, and it was always so exciting when the 17 or the YM would arrive each month, and I would pour through these magazines. 
When I think about my social media account now, I look at it like I am the editor of a magazine and I get to determine what is showing up in that magazine, who is showing up in that magazine, what topics are being discussed in that magazine. You've got to be ruthless with what you are allowing into your feed because what you are seeing impacts you. We all know this. What you are hearing impacts you. We all know this. I've never thought much about my lips whatsoever, but I think about them now because what I see in social media and in pop culture are all these people with big lips that now I think looks normal and beautiful. So I've been influenced by what I'm seeing on social media. These things have an impact, right? And so something that was never even top of mind for me is now more top of mind. I mean, not that top of mind, but I'm just trying to come up with an example here as to how the things we see impact us. So be ruthless. Pause on this episode right now and go into your Instagram account or your TikTok account and start to follow accounts that make you feel good. Find women who have a body type that is similar to you or a confidence and an inner glow that you respect and that makes you feel like you are enough. Unfollow the other ones. It's not a hate against them. It's just understanding what you need in this moment and keep curating your feed all the time based on what it is that you need. Number seven is to identify body image triggers. This is just bringing some mindfulness to the things that can throw you off or bring that dark body image cloud down upon you. Some of the most common ones that I hear of all the time and have experienced myself are the scale, toss it, get it out of here. I've told you this already. You got to listen to me. You got to be bold. Take the move. I know some of you are smiling listening to this like, oh no, she can't take that away from me. But just trust me, do it for one month and see where you're at. You have nothing to lose. The second thing are pictures. People seeing pictures of themselves can trigger so much. Remember that pictures are a snapshot of a moment in time, and we all have an equal number of great angles and terrible angles. So it's like 50-50 as to whether or not the photo is going to turn out. I mean, actually, it's probably more like 70-30, 70% chance that you're going to get caught in some gnarly angle. And then there's 20 to 30% chance that it's going to be a somewhat decent photo. But even with that 20 to 30% chance, we're all our worst critic. And so we will zoom in and see the flaws that nobody else would notice. And we're talking about one picture that can't capture our personality, can't capture our big heart, it can't capture your unique gifts that you give the world or how you make somebody who's standing with you feel. It can't capture any of that. Same as the scale. So we just cannot base our worth on a photo. And yet we do. So just being mindful of that. Another thing that could be triggering is doctor's appointments because often you do a weigh-in at a doctor's appointment. So just a reminder that you don't have to see that number. You can turn around on the scale. You can let the doctor or the nurse know that you aren't interested in seeing the number at the time that you're working on your relationship with body image and food and that you find it quite triggering. And there's no reason why you should have to see the number. And then the other thing is trying to fit into clothes that don't fit. We touched on that briefly, so I won't dive into that any further. But knowing the things that trigger you can allow you to set yourself up for success. 
The next piece is to set boundaries around body talk. A lot of people have fallen into patterns where the body is a hot topic of discussion. Other people's bodies, our friends' bodies, our family's bodies, our bodies. Get curious and just listen in to how often we discuss bodies in our culture. And then think about how weird that is. Like, why do we talk about this so much? Why do we celebrate it when somebody has lost weight, when we don't necessarily know if that's healthy for them? Why do we mention the way that somebody looks when we first see them? I mean, part of it is natural because we're visual creatures. So I'm not saying like this is totally ridiculous that we do it. But an exorbitant amount of time is spent especially dissecting the female body. So as you're you know, recovering from a negative body image and creating a world in which our bodies aren't the most important thing about us, feel free to set boundaries with those around you about what you're comfortable with talking about or not. Say somebody makes a comment about your body, they're teasing or saying something in jest, or they make a positive comment about you looking good because maybe you lost weight or whatever it is, you can just simply say, I'd rather not talk about my body and then change the subject. People will get the hint pretty quickly. It may be a little bit uncomfortable because we're so used to pleasing everyone around us, but we got to get brave setting these boundaries if we want anything to change. Be mindful of your self-talk. I have no idea what number we're on right now. Number 100. Be mindful of your self-talk. <laughs> Practice self-compassion. Practice speaking to yourself like you would speak to a friend. If you're putting on something that is tight and uncomfortable or you're looking in the mirror and you're not happy with what you see, the first step is to just become aware that you are falling into that pattern of negative thinking, that the emotional body has been triggered you're starting to feel the feel. So we're just noticing that. And then I want you to think about what is the kindest thing I could say to myself right now. It's amazing if we can start to practice this in moments when we aren't feeling so triggered about our body, because sometimes when we're really triggered, it's hard to find the words. It's hard to think about what we would say. So I would really encourage you to practice this type of self-talk all the time. It's really healthy. It's incredible how it can shift our energy and change the way that we feel about ourselves. And it doesn't require anything. It doesn't require you to lose weight. It doesn't require you to go get your roots touched up. It doesn't require any of that. It simply requires you to speak to yourself with kindness. The really beautiful thing that I've noticed in being more self-compassionate to myself is that it's just further emphasized the compassionate voice that I have for others. And that feels good. It's the place we naturally want to exist in. So if you're looking in the mirror, you're having those thoughts, it's like, okay, totally makes sense that you're frustrated with your body. We're given these messages all the time that we're not enough. But your value extends far beyond your body image. I remember talking to somebody who's close to me who was struggling with the way that she feels about herself, and I know that she's very connected to nature. And so I said, nature is beautiful, and I am nature. Nature is beautiful, and I am nature. So if there's an affirmation or something that resonates with you, write that down, put it on your mirror, repeat it to yourself, 
Find something that feels true, though. Find something that you can hang your hat on. If you need help with this, send me a DM on Instagram at Raw Beauty Talks, and we'll come up with something together. The last thing I want to remind you is that you can't hate yourself into loving your body. You can't hate yourself into going to the gym and changing the way that you eat and expect that when your body changes, you'll all of a sudden find that self-love that you're looking for or that more positive body image. Learning to love your body starts from within, starts from the words that you speak to yourself, the actions that you take to care for yourself, moving from a place of nourishing your body versus punishing your body. And it's a journey. It takes time. There's not one solution that I just provided that will flip the switch where this is never an issue ever again. I think most of us will have moments of negative body image that will pop up here and there for the rest of our lives as we navigate different chapters of our life. And that's okay, but I don't want it to hold you back from living a full, beautiful life. Here's the beautiful thing about prioritizing this work. As you move up the spectrum of body image to a more neutral place or positive place, I have no doubt that you will impact those around you and you will encourage them. They will see through the way that you're speaking to yourself and the way that you are acting and your own relationship with food and body and the conversations that you have with them. They will see what is possible and you will support them in feeling better in their body as well, whether you have best friends, little kids around you, a coworker, your mother, whoever it is, you will start to change the conversation. And not only that, you'll start to notice shifts in every aspect of your life. Imagine for a moment if the dialogue around body image wasn't a thing for you anymore. Imagine if it was so far off in the distance that even when it reared its head, it didn't freak you out, like it didn't trigger you in the way that it does right now. Just imagine for a moment how that would impact the way that you show up in every aspect of your life. This is an easy work. As I said, there are a lot of things pushing against us, but I really do believe it is important work because the more women who are freed from this struggle, the more capacity we as women have to change the world. I have put all of these tips into a blog post, and I've also put them into a PDF form so that you can keep them on your phone. You can copy and paste them into the notes on your phone. I want you to pick one of them to dive into over the next week. Maybe you're tossing your scale. Maybe you're going to order a couple of new outfits. Maybe you're going to prioritize self-care or work on that self-compassionate thought that self-compassionate speak. Perhaps you're reminding yourself that you're not your thoughts and you're going to practice zooming out and examining yourself, noticing yourself from that outside lens. Maybe you're going to take a break from your social media or spend time curating your feed so that it is a place of inspiration rather than a place of comparison. Whatever it is that you're doing, pick one, max two things, focus on it for a little bit, and then come back to the list to continue working on this. All right, think of your aha moment from this session today. What's the thing that you are going to take away? I'll give you a second to come up with it. 
whatever bubbles up first. Got it? Okay, cool. Then I want you to forward this episode on to somebody else who needs to hear it. You know who that person is. You can click share. You can send them the link. Take a screenshot of it and send it over to them. Let's keep spreading this message. Let's keep supporting one another in doing this work. Let's keep reminding one another that we're more than our bodies until the dialogue begins to change. As always, take what resonates and leave the rest behind. Remember, the journey to self-love takes time. This isn't going to happen overnight. It really, truly is about taking those little steps day after day, and all of a sudden, you are going to wake up and find yourself in a completely different space. Don't forget to download the handout, 55 Ways to Feel Better in Your Body. This is like a step-by-step path that you can begin to follow with little things that you can do each and every day to embody more self-love and a better body image. You can click the link in the profile down below, or you can also find it on my Instagram page at rawbeautytalks. Download that handout, print it out, or take a screenshot and save it somewhere on your phone so that you can refer back to it. We're going to have tough body image days. It's going to happen because we live in a diet culture soup that is constantly telling us that we're not good enough. So you're going to have those days. You got to have your toolkit. You got to fill it up with tools. You got to have something to turn to that you know supports you in climbing back out of that hole. You are strong enough to do this, and I am right there by your side. I'll see you next week. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Please take a moment to rate, review, or follow on your favorite podcast app and share this episode with someone that you think could benefit. Join the Raw Beauty Talks community at Raw Beauty Talks, and remember, it's your story, your body, your mind, and your journey. So think about what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. I'll see you next week. Do you ever feel like you're struggling through motherhood? You're not alone. I'm Erica Jossa, host of the MomWell podcast, therapist and mom of three. Join me each Wednesday as I sit down with guests, including psychologists, pediatricians, psychiatrists, fertility specialists, lactation consultants, and more to unravel the myths of motherhood. With expert advice, practical tips, self-love, and some coping skills to help you along the way, you can become the mother you want to be. Listen to the MomWell podcast at momwell.com slash listen or on your favorite podcast platform.